You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. To the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And I'm Patty. And your uh, means friendship. <laughs> Backdoor lover. Can you tell she likes this movie? Backdoor lover. <laughs> oh my god, it's 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 uncanny. I love it. It's so nostalgic, man. It it really takes me back. (laughs) In case you couldn't tell, ladies and gentlemen, man, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the, uh, uh, I guess you could say, cult classic and cultural uh, uh, time capsule, Josie and the Pussycats. And when I say time capsule, my friends, I'm time capsule. Like, this is one of those movies that... When you watch it, if you're you were in there, the 90s, you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're in the 90s. Like, holy shit. Everybody See, knows the 90s didn't start till 2003. Or the 90s didn't end till 2003. See, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. There was a joke that the Nostalgia Critic did one time uh, when he was talking about uh, Saved by the Bell. Now, Saved by the Bell started in the early 90s, and they said, this is like the 80s are trying to die, right? Yeah. You'll see the Pussycats is like the last gasp of the 90s. It really is. The real last, the real last <laughs> like, like, we're going to take a big stretch, and we're gonna go for it. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's, it's such a reaching cool. film. And everything that was culturally relevant during the three months that they were filming this movie is in this movie, dude. Like, it, it, it's it's such a delightful time capsule of two thousand one. <laughs> like, yeah. we're at that we're at that point in time where we're literally twenty years past two thousand one. We're twenty years past two thousand one. Oh. So this is just bordering the lines of nostalgia. So like, like like the soundtrack of this movie is now considered classic rock. Yeah, like that's the <laughs> fucked up thing. It's classic rock at this point, which is holy shit. I'm old. Like so, what we're gonna do real quick is uh, we're gonna take a look back at the week, uh, previous week in the entertainment and uh, what we engorged in uh, during the last week. So, Babo Patio, what uh, what did you guys partake in this past week, man? Uh, man, we we've been like slipping, man. No, it's not even that. We watched a bunch of shit. We just like we've been on that big uh, trying to finish Big Bang. Theory. Yeah, we started watching the Big Bang Theory again, and uh-huh. like we're, we're that catching shit so good. It, I, we're we're already at the point where it's like super procedural. Like they're 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 like it, it, at this point in time in the series because we're like at what season eight nine? No, we're at we're at. We're at eight. I think we're on eight twelve. Yeah, we're like on episode twelve of season eight. And oh, like, so like everybody's already kind of set into their groove. Yeah, yeah, like like the 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 show's already figured out what everybody likes about every single character, and they're mm-hmm. just magnifying it. Mm-hmm. And but it's it's still good. Like I'm still I still fucking laugh when I watch it. Um, but like, it's been it's been pretty entertaining. So we've been watching the last like couple days, really, uh-huh. like. Prior to that, we were watching a bunch of um, 
the the DC animated movies that they offer. Oh, those on. are pretty good. Yeah, I still have all those on my queue. Like I need I bought, to. Watch those. I they just put a bunch of them on. Yeah, yeah, like they. That's why, like, we watched uh, the Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two. Uh, with Peter Weller as the voice of Batman, which was... Yeah. He made me get comic books, or made me want to get comic books because we've been watching so <laughs> she, much Batman. She's turned into such a collector and, like, just nerd about stuff, and it makes me Leave laugh. Leave me alone. It makes me laugh because we, we, we use some of our money to just have some fun. Yeah. And um, we went to uh, our local comic book shop, Myth, and uh, we <laughs> she was like, I want... I want I want a figure arts toy because like I collect figure arts action figures and she's like I want a figure arts and I'm like well yeah what did you, what do you want and she was like they have a Sailor Moon and I was like yeah get it like hell with it I don't care it was like 50 bucks so like we get it and like we come home and I look over at her and I look at her phone and she's just like eight pages down in fucking bigbadtoystore.com <laughs> that is a rabbit hole my friend I'm <laughs> is it ever and I'm like what you doing? And she's like, I was looking at the other sailors. And I'm like, right on. And she was like super blown away with her with her figure arts figure because she was like, I've never had a toy this nice before in my entire life. And I'm like, I know. And you haven't lived. Yeah, and I was like, I know. This is this is what happened to me. Like I bought one and I was like, I feel like I should buy more of these. Like they're expensive, but goddamned if they're not nice. And she was like, you don't understand. Like I always wanted a Sailor Moon that was built like this my whole life. And I'm like, yeah, like, I understand. This is why I fucking paid for a goddamn 1989 Michael Keaton Batman twice. Yeah. Like, I've been, I've literally been waiting my whole life for a Batman figure that looked like this. And like, we're sitting there and she's like, I want to go and get the Sailor Venus. And I'm like, why? And she's like, well, cause it comes with the Artemis cat and Sailor Moon came with, what was the cat's name? Yeah. Luna? came with Luna and then Sailor Venus comes with Artemis so then I have two little cats <laughs> I'm like okay and she's like I want that or I want the Wonder Woman one so I was like fuck it like I'll, I'll get Wonder Woman you get um the Sailor Venus because I want to collect the However, Trinity however the Wonder arts. Woman is mine though the Wonder Woman's hers that one's but mine. <laughs> she was like I don't know if I want this one or the 84 and she's like I'm like, why? They're, she's wearing the same outfit. She's like, well, no, the 84 is brighter. Like, look, that's a lighter color blue. It's a lighter red. And I'm like, oh, my God, you sound look, like she me. she has a hat. Yeah, <laughs> like, you sound like me. <laughs> like, I'm over here with, like, fucking 20-something Batmans on my shelf. And she's like, what's the difference? I'm like, what? okay, what's the difference? This one has a hat. <laughs> I was like, this is Batman from Hush. All right, Hush is what, she's like, what's Hush? I'm like, oh my God. This one has a boomerang on it. <laughs> he doesn't carry a boomerang. Whatever. Batarangs. Whatever. That's a boomerang. Batarangs, batarangs, boomerangs, batarangs, whatever. It what is a this child? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yours come with skirts and cats. I don't know the difference. Well, leave me alone. But like, I like my toys. Thank you very much. I do too. I like all our toys. We got a lot of toys. But yeah, like that's what we've been up to. Pretty, pretty nonchalant. Yeah, pretty mellow, man. You watched anything new? Uh, well, I uh, I don't know if I talked about this last week. I kind of don't remember because you know my 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 whole life is a semi-alcoholic haze, but I... um, <laughs> especially nowadays. But I actually finished Cobra Kai season three. Oh, oh man. really? Finished yes. it. Great. Um, so I gotta tell you, uh, I 
have been in love with Cobra Kai since season one. God, I was oh, yeah. just, I adore what they did with Johnny. Yes. Uh, with Johnny Lawrence. I think that uh, this show has given him, um, he hasn't totally redeemed himself as a, as a uh, somebody to root for, but he's getting there. I disagree. And, I've been, I rooting, I've been, I've been rooting since season one, but, but honestly, I always subscribe to the theory that Daniel was the bully. See, and that's the going thing. back and watching, yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, we, and that's the thing. Like, like season one reintroduced us to the characters and everything, and and it it kind of turned. Uh, yeah, like you said, it turned Daniel LaRusso into a obnoxious little brat. Okay, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, looking back in retrospect, yeah. uh, season two did something that I don't think uh, uh, another TV show has done for me in a very long time. It had it it surpassed season one in so many ways. God, I uh, know. It's dude, amazing it how good season yeah. two is. I forgot how good season two was until I saw the recap. Yeah, like we're yeah. watching when we were watching the recap before three, I was like, shit, dude, like that was such I was a like, good season. I already of TV. started getting into like intensified like goosebumps. I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. this is what happened. It grabs you right back. Like Big it's time, right? it snaps you right back into that show. Like so so yeah, man. So season two did that. And then I watched season three. And I, I got to tell you, dude, like it, I don't think it did. I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was really good. Right. But I don't think it did for me what season two did. No, two was no. very, two is, was way too good. Yeah. Two and, and I, I, three is great. Don't get me wrong, but two is like, really great. But, but, you, I but think you have season, to like, you have to understand right now they're building, they're building a major story that's coming up. That's yeah. Like, that's the thing, and, and that, I think that's the biggest flaw with season three is that it's it's a buildup for season four. And, you know? and, but see, like they here's the thing that I really, really, really fucking love about Cobra Kai. Um, it makes Karate Kid into a great movie. Yeah, Karate, Karate Kid was always a cool movie, but I I never like fought people about Karate Kid. You know what I mean? Like that Karate Kid never seemed like the the hill to die on movie for me, like especially if you're gonna pick a definitive awesome movie from the '80s, like Karate Kid wouldn't have cracked my top ten. It's a fucking oh, wow. great movie. <laughs> like I love Karate Kid. I think it's fucking awesome. But like such a great coming of age story, though. It, no, absolutely. It really, really fucking is. And and, and it's it, it is a great film. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But like in the echelon of 80s films, it it just fuck no. Like it, it, it wouldn't come near my top 10. Like Terminator, Batman, fucking Breakfast Club. No, like Back to the Future. There's so <laughs> many better coming of age stories in the 80s. Yeah. Like way too many good ones fucking john hughes was actively writing in the 80s like you, nobody <laughs> See, had yeah that's that that's a kind of that's a kind of uh, uh, a handicap that a lot of movies uh, couldn't overcome <laughs> yeah like i'm sorry especially what, coming of age coming of age movies <laughs> exactly and i'm sorry like karate kid just didn't crack my top 10 in those but like this show makes everything so much more interesting about those movies. Like knowing who Johnny is, like knowing like fucking more about Sensei Kreese and what a bastard he is. Like, that that is is I think like this was Kreese's season. God okay? mighty was it ever. Kreese's, and played by his real life son, by the way. Uh the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I noticed um, that. 
I'm not going to get into any spoilers right now, but yeah. I will tell you, we'll um, get to that at some point. it's not, it's not, it's not a spoiler to, to, well, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to say that, but, uh, there are a couple of, uh, of cameos that, um, at first they kind of seem, uh, shoehorned in a little bit, but oh, they're, they're good. But at the end, like after they were done and after, after everything was said and done, uh, they they totally complemented uh, the story that was being told, and I really appreciated yeah. how they integrated uh, th- those cameos, and uh, yeah. it really built up, man. It really built yeah. Up. And I know which episode because there's one episode in, spe- in specific that you're talking about where they're the like, "Remember this person?" Yeah, in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "I see what you're doing, but like, why are you doing it?" And holy yeah. shit, I was like, you know what, man, that was unnecessarily good. Like, yeah. you don't, this shit, that's the thing I really love about Cobra Kai. It doesn't have to be this good. No. Like, it doesn't have to be anywhere close to this good. And it is. It's better than that good. And, and it I, does make those movies that much cooler. And I love that they are, they they spend equal amount of time and they equally respect the old characters and the new characters. Yeah. Uh, and they like that's the thing especially I really like the young characters. Man, Hawk is one of my favorite villains, dude. Like, he's, he's so great. He's so good, man. <laughs> Every, everybody's so fucking great in the show, and like, it's it's exciting. I mean, bro, we got two more seasons before you've got to bring in Hillary Swank and Michael Ironside. Like, you're running out of people. Here. <laughs> like season three. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, like they season set up three, a major villain at the end of this. I'm not gonna spoil it, but man. And, and like, I I think here's here's the thing. If you've seen Karate Kid one, two, and three, you know exactly. Yeah. What's coming next? Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I know, I know what's happening next. Like, yeah. There's there's only one direction for this to go. Yeah, like or two directions. I'm sorry. Like, you could completely skip over what I think they're gonna do, but I don't think they're gonna skip over it. Like, and I love, I love that they don't, they don't uh, cop out and say, oh well, you know, uh, this Karate Kid movie wasn't good, so we're not gonna acknowledge it. No, no, no. Yeah, no, All they're acknowledging everything. It, yeah, like if it had Karate Kid over it, like yeah. it's, yeah, you're gonna hear about it in this fucking show. It's really good. <laughs> I'm excited like, though. It, I'm, I'm excited if those, if Hillary Swank is one of the future cameos. It, I'm sure. I'm sure at some point. She like, was, like, she I, was really, I really want Jackie that, Chan and Jane Smith to come out. I don't care, dude. God, I really the, do. I don't care. No, the remake was good. Don't know. I okay. I'm with you on that one, Will. The remake was awesome. Thank you. It, it, I wouldn't go that far. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't. Whatever. I wouldn't hate it as much as I do if it was called the Kung Fu Kid. See, oh, that's what it should have been called. It wasn't karate. He didn't, karate. He didn't teach him any karate. Oh, I understand that, but it was still a good movie. My only real it made my temples hurt. One of the only things that makes me really, really sad is that Pat Morita's not here to see this. Yeah, like yeah. to not be, to not, to not be a part of it and cameo in it. Because like he, God, is, he is, he is definitely a part of it. Like, his, and that's that's the his thing. His is, like, is such a fucking huge, huge piece of the show. Yeah, and it's it's, yeah. it's so unfortunate that he's not around for it. Yeah, it, it's it's really tragic, but uh, his essence and his memory is is ingrained into this show, and uh, he's it's around there. He's watching. Oh yeah, I know he's watching. like a whole new a whole new world of people know who Mr. Miyagi is, mm-hmm. and they've never seen the Karate Kid. That's it's amazing. incredible. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm just excited because uh, all of my uh, the shows that we watch, my wife and I, are coming back this week. So, um, ah, so we're cool. looking forward to to uh, uh, watching all of that stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, how what we alluded to at the beginning of the show is today we're going to be talking about a movie that I don't think that I, I, I ever would have brought up if you guys hadn't have brought this up. And I'm so glad that you did. Um, last year, sometime last year, uh, Bob had an idea for for an episode of like watching movies that I hadn't seen before, and like then discussing it as a first time viewer, you know, with no uh, with, with no affiliation towards nostalgia, uh, no uh, nothing like that. Uh, just watching in first impression of a movie, for, well, watching it for the first time. Right, this was one of those movies for me. Okay, uh, Josie and the Pussycats came out in 2001. Uh, I was f- like out of high school. I had been out of high school for a couple years. Uh, I had uh, I was already in the workforce. Um, at the time, I was I was uh, going to school, going to college, and I was working. And uh, I was just uh, getting back into becoming like a hardcore film buff. In fact, it was so bad. Like I said before, I was one of those, like, if it's not Criterion Collection, I don't give a fuck kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, brother. I was there. We were all there. So when this movie came out, man, like. What is this movie in English? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If it doesn't have subtitles, it doesn't have my attention. So like. This isn't Guatemalan horror. This is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was at the time it was uh uh like it, it I, I guess it had the dna of the pop scene at the time mm-hmm. and uh I, I i didn't i didn't understand nor did i appreciate pop music i was i was uh i was a metalhead i was like you know pantera had just come out with reinventing the steel and i was all into that you know let me tell you something man because like this is something i have learned as a fucking 35 going on 36 year old man like thank it, brother i fucking i grew up the exact same way i was a fucking elitist when it came to everything that i fucking did and you missed out on really good movies and i missed out on a lot of good fucking movies apparently and yeah <laughs> and i missed out on a lot of good fucking music because I was 33 years old when I fucking listened from beginning to end an entire Backstreet Boys album. And let me tell you something, bro. If that's what was pop music, we are being fucking severely ripped off right now. Like, they are fucking you with the garbage they're passing as music. It is so unfucking fair what they call music these goddamn days. Because, like... Holy shit, there was a real effort to how little they were trying back then. That's exactly what they said about the Beatles, dude, and the Rolling Stones and Led yeah. Zeppelin and all that yeah. stuff, dude. Like it was, it's it's it generational, dude. So so uh we have the uh the 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 special luck of having somebody who not only grew up with this movie, but absolutely adores it. Yeah, so Patty, so Patty, tell us all about your uh, uh, your history with Josie and the Pussycats. Oh my gosh, uh, I can't even remember what was it. How old was I? Two thousand one. Oh, I don't even remember. And you must have been like seventeen. Was I? Yeah, I was I probably you're... like, I was. Yeah, I was in high school. So like, ultimate prime time of me being my emo self. You were so, their target audience. I was the target audience. I was the one that's like, uh, I guess a good movie is a good movie, and like. 
I was also one of those that liked sugar and spice and and that's a good one. We should review that one someday. Yeah. But like this one, it was one of those that like the music is catchy because it really brings that pop, that nineties pop like into your like stomping of your foot when you're, when you're dancing. But it also gives that whole like, uh, who done it kind of kind of thing and it it's it's just a great it's just a great movie I was one of those that played this non-stop in my room <laughs> and not just because of the music but because this was funny like this movie was so funny I know this movie like inside and out it's it's not even funny <laughs> so, it, so- it, it doesn't deserve to be this funny. So let me let me let me put the audience here in perspective because uh, I I'm I'm not really sure I'm pretty sure that like our audience is a little older closer to our age, but I also do know that we have a lot of younger people listening in. So yeah, yeah. let me tell you, let me tell you something about the time period, 2001, pre 9/11. Okay, uh, it was such a vastly different time, dude. Like oh, yeah. crazy. They had an actual channel that played nothing but music videos and some reality TV. Okay. Some reality TV. This was, and even the reality TV was loosely based on music. (laughs) Exactly right. So they had uh, this thing called TRL, hosted by a man named Carson Daly. You might know him as a current host of Today on NBC, right? Oh, is he still on TV? Holy! Oh yeah, dude. He never. He's never been off TV. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, dude. He has never ever been off TV. Okay. That's insane. Carson Daly has, has always been one of those like I'll believe any story somebody tells me about him. Like if somebody <laughs> tell if somebody tells me that he was like, oh yeah, dude, like he fucking he invented some sort of biodegradable straw and he's a billionaire now. Like ah, oh, good for Carson Daly. Yeah. Or somebody yeah. could tell me like yeah, they found him like in a small ramshamble like shack out in like Mississippi and he had like sex slaves in a dungeon. Like yeah, well who and knows? Man, from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well fucking MTV man, that'll do that to you. So like, yeah, man, and and it's funny because, like, it's because of him that we have bands like Papa Roach and and Limp Bizkit yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, for anyway, real. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, man, like the 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 at the time, uh, the charts were just dominated by like Backstreet Boys, Ninety Eight Degrees, uh, In Sync, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Corn. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. Corn. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Like it, that's that's the what the music was, and every single, uh, uh, every single day they would have a top top five. People would call in and stuff. Top ten. A uh, top ten was it a top well, ten? Well, yeah. Do you remember 10. who was the very first number one total request? Uh, what was you, that? The very first number one hit on Total Request Live was "I'll Never Break Your Heart" from the Backstreet Boys. Do you know why I know that? Why? Because I watched every week as Korn's Got the Life came in at number three and could never dethrone them until they finally did when they made the music video for Freak on a Leash. Which, by the way, <laughs> directed by Todd McFarlane. Yes. Like that video. The maker of my current favorite action figures. Yeah. <laughs> and, and probably my all-time favorite comic book, Spawn. Like, man. McFarlane is responsible for my favorite Batman figure that I own. Mm. Which is the uh, Arkham Arkham uh, Asylum Batman, but uh, yeah, man, it it was a, it was a crazy time in music, and and uh, it it really did split 
uh, the world into pop aficionados and like just everybody else, right? So this movie came out within that zeitgeist, right? Like this movie was that time. It was the yeah. last like, gas for boy bands and those types yeah. of and and it it's it was based on see also another big thing in the 90s was taking cartoons and tv shows from the 60s and 70s and turning them into feature films yep like adam's family uh the beverly hillbillies uh flintstones uh oh, this yeah. is this is all in in that that genre or type of of thing and whoever came up with the idea to make a Josie and the Pussycats movie and to not only make one based on those characters, which was originally from the Archie comics, mm-hmm. uh, but to turn it into a social commentary on the music mm-hmm. industry at the time. It was so good. <laughs> it's so clever, dude. Like It's so damn clever. And the thing about it is like they, this movie opens up with like, this this boy band that is that is played by at the time like these were up and coming actors like you had Seth Green you had a uh, 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 what's his name uh, um, Faison and Brecken Meyer Donald Faison and Brecken Meyer and like I, I recognize those three guys and then the last guy the the tall blonde dude like I'm like dude is that is, is that one of the uh, the Scars Guards because he looks like one of the Scars uh, Guards he's, he's not but like have you ever seen Can't Hardly Wait yes he's the I am a sex machine yeah would you like to touch my penis you know like that's the guy I had to look it up right it's the, it's the same directors like yeah. the same directors that Can't Hardly Wait directed this movie. Oh, no, no shit. No wonder it's so good, man. Yeah, like, you'll see so many of the people, like, from the cast, uh-huh. like, in, in from Can't Hardly Wait are in this movie. So I guess Love Burger actually made it, huh? <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Come in here looking like the white artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Hootie. 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 Man, I'm gonna have a hard time taking. I'm gonna have a hard time taking a knife out of that deep cut. Anyway, (laughs) good luck. (laughs) We watch a lot of movies, folks. So we're we're like we're like introduced and and we're we're shown this uh, this amazing parody of this boy band, right? And and singing. Like I I I gotta I want to think that this is based on the way they actually behaved, you know. Yeah, dude, it's it's based on an actual music video. The music video they're shooting at the beginning is based on an actual music video. I don't know what the, who the boy band was. Like, it's I Backstreet know. Boys. It's Backstreet is Boys. It? Yeah, it's, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about because for some reason I remember the day that it premiered because oh, they always made a big deal. They, it was like a yeah. premiere. Yeah, Whenever they, they always made a big deal about a Backstreet Boys video. Yeah. Like, all the time. <laughs> and it was so funny because this movie came out like almost as if they already knew that this was on a decline and they were squeezing every last bit of life out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, e- like this was everybody was... Last, this was, I think, either before or right after Backstreet Boys' uh, Black and Blue album. Yeah, because, I mean, you really have to look at the fact that, like, like they, they knew that you could put these guys together. Lou Pearlman proved that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, if you don't know who Lou Perlman is, he's responsible for every fucking boy band you have ever liked in your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> like, from New Kids on the Block to whatever the fuck is happening, like, like whatever was happening, like... He, was, re- he was responsible for, like, uh, um, Next. NSYNC. Yeah. And NSYNC and, and a couple of uh, uh, R&B. 
Yeah. And it's funny because after Backstreet Boys, like every single boy band was just a ripoff of those guys. Oh, yeah. You know? But they all made it, dude. Like they all like were successful and 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 like little girls were were fumbling all over themselves trying to get to them and yeah. and like they but would this have is, like this is the movie where, this is the movie where they kind of pointed out like they kind of do. It's like who'd have thought that teenage girls are angsty? Like, <laughs> like no shit, really? Like and what I find so hilarious thought? about this movie is that um they uh uh if if you notice throughout the entire movie every single shot has a product placement in it yeah yeah you know they didn't get paid for any of them they just nope. put them there they just put them there yeah they just put product placement like in random places like in the everywhere movie. tickets yeah. now i just see one <laughs> there's a big mcdonald's right now like it's so yeah. fucking silly dude and like it it, it makes me laugh because like really think about it the only one all these boy bands i don't know how many you can name but like make a drinking game out of it but of all of them the only one who survived as a musician like somebody who's still on stage making music was justin timberlake Yes. Yeah, but but he became he became a, a an actor, yeah, and like a very successful one as well. And he fucking killed Ryan Phillippe's career. <laughs> yes, he did. I'm sorry, he did, oh, dude. Man. Like you yeah, tell me, did. you tell me what movies Ryan Phillippe did after fucking um, Justin Timberlake. He didn't do very movies. many. He's on TV now, by the way. Like, oh well, yeah, because because they can't get Justin Timberlake on a show yet. Because Justin <laughs> Timberlake's doing insane things. In, Justin in Timberlake is still busy. <laughs> busy with Timberlake shit. <laughs> so, Counting its money and shit. So the cast of this movie is is just uh, um, like a who's who of, of who was uh, hot at the time, I guess you could say. And um, I really want to start off with uh, he's not the star; he's more like a supporting actor. But the movie is way better because of this guy, Alan Cumming. God Almighty, mm. um, he's so fucking he's great. hilarious. Our generation's Tim Curry, and yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about him when he's when he's long gone. People yeah. will remember like what a fucking treasure that fucking Alan Cumming was. He's such a sweetheart. Right here. So if you don't know who Alan Cumming is, uh, let me let me tell you, uh, he uh, he simply just disappears into every single role that he does. Right, like it's crazy. Like uh, uh, I had first seen him in uh, uh, Goldeneye. Uh, oh yeah when he played boris in, in yeah. and uh i saw the movie about 20 years after it came out i just knew him from the video game because <laughs> i had the video game hell yeah dude we all had the video game <laughs> yeah but uh yeah dude like uh he was he was nightcrawler in x-men 2 uh he was in spite like a bunch of kids grew up with this cat i'll just yeah. say that Mm-hmm. You, know. see, you you see if you don't know who Alan Cumming is, you'd know who Alan Cumming is. He's in your favorite movie. He's well, more yeah, than exactly. your favorite movie. Yeah, and if no, it doesn't matter what movie, what movie, uh, uh, your favorite movie is. He's in at least one of those. Yeah, okay. he's, and he's something you love. I guarantee. By far, like it's basically a cameo. But one of my favorite roles that he ever did was in uh, um, what's that movie? Oh shoot, uh, the Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh yeah! Oh, I yeah. love that one. I freaking loved him in that movie. He's my, that's, that's my favorite. Sandy Frank. <laughs> oh yeah, Sandy Frank. There, I could. I was, like, I was trying to remember his name. I could yeah. only remember his friend Toby. Oh, Toby, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Special shout out to to uh, to to Alan Cumming, man. But uh, Josie. 
amazing like the, singer and dancer too, man. He's, he's yeah, he does yeah. a lot of Broadway. Yeah, a lot of Broadway. He's like the king of Broadway, man. And yeah, and dude. he never like he's he's he, he's a freaking treasure, dude. Yeah, man. Just he's, a treasure. He's amazing in cabaret. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. He male and female parts, dude. Yeah, he's fucking incredible, dude. He's an amazingly talented actor. And I and and, and I say this as like uh, with a staunch record of heterosexuality, he is a very nice female. Very nice. <laughs> Not a bad looking male too. But, yeah. <laughs> but so he, uh, he's fantastic in this movie. It didn't deserve him. Like, <laughs> and and it elevated it uh, 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 to, to a point where. Even if they didn't have, like, uh, I got to tell you, man, like, they have a really, really good cast in this movie, and everybody is bringing their fucking. Okay, like Rachel Lee Cook. Okay, mm-hmm. Rachel Lee Cook is one of those actresses that she looks like she's just another one of those pretty face actors, but she's for so some good. reason she comes like to me at least she comes across as having something more. Like there's something behind that face and that performance. Yeah. you know. Yeah, she she carries a certain like like. I don't want to say like it's weird because I want to say a weight to her face, but that just doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like, right. <laughs> no, but she's I know what you're she's, about. she's an amazing like face actress. Like yeah. she can she can convey so many emotions with her face, and like even with just like the slightest movement, like mm-hmm. she's she's really really like there's a raw talent there, and like it's unfortunate that. She didn't get she she hasn't been given a chance to be in like much more or bigger things, but I think it's because she was one of those people who, um, I much guess. like, huh? I think she was typecast. I think she got typecast into a lot of stuff. And the thing is, is when you're young and attractive, even when you're talented, when they start throwing money at you to do garbage, mm-hmm. sometimes you do it. Like sometimes you fucking stand your ground and you Heath Ledger. Like yeah. they did that to Heath Ledger. Like after mm-hmm. ten things I hate about you, there was like a million fucking like you want to be the boyfriend in this movie. He's like, no, yeah. dude, I don't want to do that. And like, he went on to do some really fucking incredible shit. And some people just don't like get that opportunity. And I think she was just one of those people who didn't like like play along with the parts they wanted to give her. And they just sort of like we'll find somebody who will, and you, she just gets forgotten to time. Yeah. Like it's 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 unfortunate and it's uncool as fuck, but like it's Hollywood. That's the machine that that is. You know what I mean? I mean, she she after this she did a lot of uh, like um, like voiceover work and TV work. Yeah, but, I know she's been in a lot of like cartoons. Like she does a lot of voiceover stuff. And and still still to this day, man, like she's got a face like a Renaissance art painting, dude. Yeah, she's still very beautiful, man. Like she yeah. she looks like she hasn't aged at all, much like Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson, man, like. I am just utterly and totally and devastatingly infatuated with Rosario Dawson, she, God, and God. not in a sexualized she, way either. No, she's like, I mean, she's, she's, she's sexy such a, as hell, right? But, yeah, but she's such a fucking incredible talent. Like in everything she's in, she's fantastic. Even when like, she's like bad, she's really good. Like, like I just want to sit and have a beer with her and chill and shoot the yeah. shit, right? And it, she's she's always been one of those like really interesting like hearing stories about her like I always found it super interesting that like the only reason she took the role in Clerks two was because she was promised a, a donkey show. <laughs> she wanted to see that. She yeah. wanted to see a donkey show, and she was like, "So you're not really gonna like 
do anything? He's like, no. And she's like, well, that's <laughs> fucking disappointing. But, like, I already signed the contract, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll but, do the movie. Yeah, like, she's such a fucking, like, weirdo. And I think that that's really fucking funny. Like, she's she's an eccentric human without trying to be an eccentric human or without it being, like, her character. Yeah. She's just she's just a fucking weirdo. And but, then we have Tara Reid. And, yeah. <laughs> I feel okay, so I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Dog. No, that's why I was like, I feel bad for Tara Reid because I'm not gonna dog on her. She gets. I know, right? Like 2003, like once it's Target back, but yeah. like she. she We're here in the closet. Like she really fucking. <laughs> she really didn't do anything like wrong, dude. Like it was another one of those like things where she was hanging out with with people who were in fucking magazines every other day. So yeah. fucking everybody wanted to know what she was doing all the fucking time. Like the poor chick, dude. Like I respect the fact that she'll take a shit role as long as she doesn't have to play a bimbo. And, like I respect yeah. the fuck out of that about her. Like she'll she'll fucking like, bro, I'll be in Sharknado as long as I don't have to play a moron. <laughs> but like, but I mean it's it's so sad because she really does have the chops. Yeah, she's good. What everybody says, she's really good in this movie, and I, I think, I mean, she got caught up in the lifestyle, man. Yeah, like, I, of, of, of these three main actresses, she got caught up, so caught up in the lifestyle, and and uh, stuff that we'll get to later on in the show. But I mean, she had this one. She was really good in American Pie. She was. She's just a natural, like, person to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? There's a, and then you could put her in a lot of stuff. Like you could yeah. switch her out with a lot of people. Yeah, and she's and, like, and and she like she she comes like to me she comes across as natural. She's utterly freaking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She but the things that happened to her in her life kind of overshadowed her talent, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's really really sad. And, and that happens to way way too many. Uh, yeah, you happen to poor Lindsay Lohan actors. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's another example of that man—a talent that's just overshadowed by by her personal life, and it's not fair, dude. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it's it's not. But I mean, like, what, but that's I I I'm I'm a firm believer in like what Mike Tyson would say. Like, what do you think happens to fucking nineteen-year-olds when you give them a hundred million dollars? Exactly. Yep. Like it was yep. Mike, Mike Tyson all over again. Like Mike Tyson was what he was like twenty. Yeah. He was like I was twenty years old with one hundred and fifty million dollars in my bank account. Like I'm the like, youngest world heavyweight champion in history, man. Yeah, dude. Like it, it's, what it's what happens. Yeah, you give kids that much money, they they're gonna fuck up. <laughs> so, Patty, like, did you uh, did you know anything about uh, Josie and the Pussycats? The fact that they were a comic book and a cartoon show in the sixties and seventies. Did you know anything like about that when you watched this movie? The first time I watched it, no, I had no idea who like who they were, what they were. I just knew they were girls with cat ears. <laughs> that's all. That's all I knew. That's I didn't really know anything about them. And then my dad's like, you know, those used to be like a comic book and like a cartoon TV show or something like that, like a long time ago. And I was like, really? Hmm. Y'all must have been cool back then. Like, <laughs> like I was real snarky when I was a kid. Um, no, I did not. <laughs> uh, same thing. Like when I was a kid, I changed the channel when Josie and the Pussycats came on. Yeah, because they're a bunch I, of girls, man. Yeah, I was like, bro, like Darkwing Ducks on the other channel. Like, what the fuck do yeah. I care? I think I've only seen it maybe once. No, I, I've seen a few like episodes of the cartoon, and I, I find it really funny is that it's part of the Archieverse, and like. Yeah, yeah. And no, they, 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 uh, this movie takes place in Riverdale. And yep. they, they denounced this, they, they denounced this movie. 
Like the Archie comics were like, this is trash. Like what? This is yeah. They were like super offended by it because they were like, there's too many sexual innuendos. There's not enough. Like this, there's nothing wholesome about this movie. They took our characters and like blas. It was blasphemy, uh-huh. and it's so funny because like since then the Archie comics have turned around like yeah so hard. Dude, the, <laughs> like, the Archie TV show on CW, dude. Yeah, it's, Riverdale. It's like, yeah, dude. Like yeah. It's crazy man. Like it's, it's part. It's part of the Sabrina universe. Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina takes place across the the river from Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. Like it's the, and like, it's so fucking funny because like we enjoyed the shit out of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina except for the ending, which was total and utter garbage. I'm not even gonna talk about that. <laughs> but like, yeah, we but we it was just fucking trash. But like, the story up until that point is pretty good. And like, I'm like, the it's old- so it's so interesting that this is where the Archieverse went. Yeah, but right. like the the old cartoon was was basically just it was like like uh, like Scooby Doo. Yeah, like uh, every so week every week they would go and uh, uh, solve a new mystery. You yeah, know? that's all it was. I mean, it was it was yeah. wholly innocent, um, and wholly innocent cartoon. But when you can't really do that in a film, so well they they do it in this movie. Well, yeah, but did, like like you said, it, it's it's more. Um, it's more a sign of the times, like yeah. it's more commentary Absolutely. than the original ever was. <laughs> oh god, yeah, god, yeah, dude! Like the yeah. fact that they were musicians was just so they could fucking sell some vinyls. Yeah, like, that was it. Like the they fact that they're, and... that they're musicians in this movie is is the primary like part of the story. Like mm-hmm. it's an important part of the story that they're fucking like musicians and they become famous and shit. And it's, <laughs> sorry, dude. Like, this is just such a silly movie. And mm-hmm. like it, 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 like I said, like considering the uh, the source material, it doesn't deserve to be this good. Like yeah. this could this could have just been garbage for the sake of being garbage. Like this could have been a Disney Channel original film that nobody cared about. Like, See, that's the thing. Like, it, it's it's got all the hallmarks of a Disney Channel movie or a Nickelodeon movie or or you know, like this could, movie. yeah, exactly. Like like a total kids movie, but there's a lot of stuff that goes over, uh, uh, uh that would go over a, a little kid's head. There like, is I, like what, there's did, a PG cut of this. Is there? There's a PG cut that I, I've I've seen it before because they play it on TV, uh-huh. and there's a PG cut of this that cuts out like literally every sexual innuendo joke, like that like they could have in the oh, wow. in like this movie. Like they cut everything out. Yeah, and, so and like how many innuendo jokes are there in this movie? There's a lot. There's a lot. Like there's a whole lot of jokes that like they go over your head because they're so fucking quick and matter of fact. Yeah. Like, but like, they cut them out completely or they edit around them. And like, it makes the movie feel like a Disney film. Like, it feels, and not even like if compared to the Disney of now, there's like no edge to cut on. Like, fuck cutting edge. Like, there's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's it's got about as much edge as a marble. (laughs) Like, a lot of the humor is still there. But it's it's so like weighed down by the fact that they're avoiding certain lines, and it feels almost like unnatural. Which is so funny because this movie is so fucking ridiculous and over the top in everything that it did. Like, oh. That's yeah, dude. And and the music, 
I guess I guess you can say is 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 uh, is really really important to building that world and building that. The music is actually really good. It's good. Um, I love the music. I love that. Like, and if you don't believe it was good in two thousand one, this was like a year before the Donnas were a thing for a while. <laughs> the Donnas. The Donnas Remember the were Donnas? not anything. The, yeah. oh, the Donnas were huge for a little bit. The Donnas got their 15 minutes. Uh, well, the Donnas weren't that huge because, I mean, I didn't like them. Well, no, a lot of people didn't like them. That's why they disappeared really quick. But they really yeah, they had that problems. one good song. Yeah, that, well, that's why. Like, yeah. that's all you need in that day and age. In this day and age, that's all you needed was the one good song. Back then, you used to have to have at least three. Yeah. Like, now it's just one. That's all they need from you. And it's funny because Josie and the Pussycats actually has three songs. <laughs> yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, that's why. I was like, Josie and the Pussycats only had three songs that they played in the movie. And, yeah. like, but that's how it was back then. Like, you needed you needed your hit, your ballad, and your fucking, your follow-up hit. Like, that was it. Yeah. Like, that's all you needed when, you, when it came to music. A hit, a ballad, a follow-up. And like sometimes the follow up didn't do any good. Is like did did it crack the top ten? Like yeah, you're good. You're good. It's fine. It's all we yeah. needed. And you could just like like if you have one hit, you could tour for two years. Yeah, you know, you're easy. Good, you know, like nowadays nowadays you have to you you make your money through touring. Like you can't yeah. you can't just like sit around and like. Um, I remember reading reading a uh, uh, an interview with I can't remember who it was, but um, they say like they don't make nowadays they don't make their money on record sales anymore. No, they, they make they, their money on merchandise and touring. Yeah, and even like okay, bringing that to mind, even just today, um, I read that the bass player from Nightwish quit. Yeah, yeah, quit, yeah. quit Nightwish today, and like he put out oh, this big, big time story. Yeah, he put out this big statement about how he was like, dude, the only money we were we were making was on touring and merchandise, and they've begun to tap into our touring money and our merchandise. Like, now we have to pay out of that. Like, yeah. there's no money to be made as a musician in this country anymore. Like, it's, it's humanly impossible. Like, everybody's, fo- and everybody's following the American model now. Like, everybody's doing that thing. So no matter where we go, we don't get paid shit except for the fucking the show and whatever merchandise we sell. And now they're taking that from us. Yeah. Like, we can't survive anymore. Like, there's no surviving in this industry anymore. Especially like, it doesn't this work. past year, man. Yeah. And they're like, Especially it just doesn't work. Especially this past year anymore. when there was no touring whatsoever. And that's so fucking sad. Like, that's super disappointing where, like, they basically, they starved him to the point of, like, it's not, it's, like, is this, this was my dream. And like it's 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 worthless. Like they've killed the musician's dream. Like mm-hmm. rock stars aren't a thing anymore, man. Like we like fucking if Motley Crue came out, they'd be singing ramen, 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 not girls, 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 because they'd be starving. <laughs> they'd be playing at a uh, Riverdale Pin Palace, man. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> we're gonna need the lane back, guys, yeah. and the shoes. But see, okay, so uh, we've both been there. Like we've both been oh, in yeah. bands. We've both played to uh, the other bands and their girlfriends. Shit, yeah. <laughs> God damn, I've played to the other bands without any girlfriends. Well, yeah. I played a fucking show, and I'll never forget this. We got invited to play a birthday party where, like... <laughs> Me too! <laughs> like, not a whole lot of people showed up, but it was because it was out deep into this weird area of the east side of Mission that I had never fucking been to before in my entire life, and I thought I'd seen all of Mission. Was that the one where the house was half-built? 
Yeah, it was like some house. There was some weird half-built half, half house, but out in front of it was a crumbled church and a fucking um, baptismal tub. Oh, and it was I up, played there. Did you? <laughs> it, was up on a fuck, it was up on a fucking little hill, and that's where we were going to perform, up on a baptism. And uh, we were so fucking black metal, it felt so blasphemous, it was amazing. We were so fucking hyped. Bro, we played to an audience of one fat drunk guy. Oh, and in God. the defense of the fat drunk guy, he was into it. <laughs> but like we fucking we did. Like I, I always I always tell people when I was on stage, I always tell people, hey man, uh the more you drink, the better we sound. So Hell yeah, the, the more you drink, the more fun we sound. <laughs> yeah. Like shit, yeah, dude. I'll never forget that fucking show because like I played we with four guys. We played to an audience of one. Like everybody else was like chilling in the back drinking fucking booze and like the other band just decided they they were like, nah, we're not gonna play. There's more, uh, there's we, more like, people hauled, abandoned in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, dude, we hauled all our equipment. We're like, fuck it, we'll play. And we just played to an audience of one fucking guy. And like everybody else is in the back and he's stoned and drunk. Oh, it was the best. Man, like, the, the, like I don't care. I don't care that there was one person in the crowd, dude. I just love being on stage and like playing, yeah, dude. Fuck it yeah, was dude. so much fun, dude. It's an adrenaline rush. It's a fucking but, adrenaline rush. But uh there was there was a couple of times where we actually did get paid. And uh man. Just like in the movie, and this movie gets that part right, man. Like mm-hmm. you go and and you play, and depending on how many people actually showed up, mm-hmm. uh, like you get a cut. The yeah. most we got paid was I think like thirty dollars. <laughs> we got paid like thirty bucks, and we had to split it between between uh, all five of us. You know, yeah, and I, I you know, get. And, and most of it, like like most of it, uh, the guys had to give up their cuts so that we could put gas in the truck. Yeah. For our equipment, you know. Oh man, we we the 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 most we ever got paid at a show was in Brownsville. Um, we got they gave us a hotel room which we didn't get to enjoy because we had to leave because one of our one of the band members had something in the morning. He had to do mm-hmm. something in the morning with with a, a family member, so we had to go back home. So we didn't get to stay in the hotel, but that we sucks. got we got twenty five bucks and a pizza. Oh. And and like, hey man, that's bro. That's we were we were fu- bro. We were fucking Guns and Roses in L.A. that <laughs> night. Like, yeah, I was like, I felt like fucking Axl Rose at the Whiskey a Go Go, baby. Like I was like, like we fucking hey, saw the they had the band name on our fucking hotel room door. Dude. I was like, ooh. Ooh, we made it, boy. We, we made, made it. it, boys. We did it. <laughs> no, man. Technically, dude, if they pay you at least a dollar, dude, you're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those where I was joking with my buddy at the end of the year because we both worked at Kohl's. We were doing our taxes. I was like, hey, should we report the 20 bucks we made at the show in Brownsville? <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, can we write off the gas that we used? Y'all are hilarious. And Patty's just sitting there like, you guys are dorks. Yeah, I'm, are, gonna, but I'm like, able to look at both of you and I'm just kind of like, wow. It's like you, you know, like you do stuff like this. Like nobody, nobody fucking, if you get into a band to be a fucking like rock star, like it's not there. Even like when it was there, it wasn't there anymore. Like the yeah. 80s were long dead before we started fucking yeah, like trying our hand in it, like, like yeah. your your dream is to fucking do bars and shit like that, and fucking yeah, just, I just have to play, time. man. I just yeah, dude, like you just want to have fun. And, and like, I was good at it, dude. And I gotta tell you, shit, man, like, yeah. I'm, no. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not telling tales about scoring four touchdowns in one game or anything, but like, I was good, dude. 
I was not to, suck, not to suck your dick, bro, but I thought you were wicked talented. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were though. Like you were you were a fucking terrific front man, dude. Like yeah. it was good stuff, but like it was fun. It was fun and and uh like this movie it, it, it really does do a good job of like showing that part yeah. of the yeah. struggle of being a working musician. Yeah. Know? And even them like eating like people do not know how far one pack of ramen can go. Like, oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you that much, man. And, uh, but the, the, I want to get back to the soundtrack real quick. The whole thing about the, like everything about the soundtrack was a who's who of just pop music. Yeah. Right. Like everything that you needed to know about pop music at this time is in, is represented in the soundtrack. Okay, like you, you had the boy bands, you had the 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 female led pop groups, and it's funny because they had originally wanted uh, Aaliyah or uh, Beyonce to come yeah. out as uh, Valerie uh, yeah. Rosario Dawson's character. <laughs> I don't think like Beyonce. I don't know if she could have like pulled it off because like she was real like demure back then. And like, yeah, it's okay. We can Well, no, I mean, like, she can't. I don't think she's a good actress. But like back then, I don't think she could have like. You you have to be somewhat of a decent actor to be around the ensemble that they had. I like, I think I think she was one of the one of the few really really good parts of uh, Goldmember. Uh, Beyonce. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 fight me, bro. Fight me. I don't care. I, 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 fight you. I, yeah, I think she was one of the many bad parts about yeah, that movie. No, but no, like, about that movie, that movie's not the greatest. But Beyonce was after the not Steven cool. Spielberg cameo. It's all downhill for, for me. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm being honest with you. But, but like, but yeah, like I, I think they because it would have been stunt casting, especially yeah. if they would have put Aaliyah in it. Um, yeah. Aaliyah was was. Um, um, I, I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe her because I, I really didn't uh, really know who she was until after she for, passed. For somebody she was who amazing. like for somebody who like had no acting credibility to her name, mm-hmm. she was really talented. Really, like I think mm-hmm. she was really really good. Like I think we were just tapping the surface of what she could do when she did Queen of the Damned. Yeah, like her her. Like like the 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 things that she added to Akasha were really fucking cool. And like I say that because I have a really weird measuring stick when it comes to movies based on books. If I've read the book, uh, and especially if I if I see the movie and then I read the book again, uh-huh. or if I read it for the first time, and I can't picture anybody in that part in my head except the actor who portrayed them, then they did an amazing job. Gotcha. And when I when I read Queen of the Damned, I can't picture anybody but Aaliyah as Akasha. Like her accent, the way she spoke, everything, the way she moved, I picture Aaliyah. So and, and like I don't think we ever got to see like I don't think we got anywhere close to how good she could be. I think that with like enough time and given the right role, I think she would have won an Oscar eventually. I really do. At the very wow, that's, least, a fucking that's, Emmy. That's some high praise, man. No, she was. And, she and, was. I think she was talented. I think she had a lot going for her, and I, I don't think she got enough. Like, she just didn't. She didn't have the chance. Like, her life was yeah. just tragically cut short way too early, and yeah. like she she didn't have the chance to really like 
get out there and like put her name out there and like yeah. really really throw her hat into the ring. And not only did she look like a freaking supermodel, dude, but she could legitimately sing. She could yeah. legitimately dance. She mm-hmm. could legitimately apparently act. I, I never I never saw Queen of the Dam, but I mean, she had presence. She 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 can't save that movie. It's a, it's a <laughs> it's a fine movie. Yeah. Uh, if you if you've never read the book, but she is only like five percent of that movie anyway. So it's, if yeah. that. Uh, she's yeah. not in it. She's not in it too too long at all. Like, the movie's called Queen of the Damned, but it's really the Vampire Lestat. Like, it's only Queen of the Damned for maybe the last ten minutes of the film. Uh-huh. But um, like, honestly, that movie's a little um, too Twilighty for me. It's okay. It's still a good. Movie. I, I I like it. I don't I don't I don't dislike the movie. I dislike it as a Queen of the Damned movie. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's like I don't think it's the drizzling shits or anything like that. But it's not a, I mean, considering that it's supposed to be uh, kind of not really sort of sequel to um, uh, Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. uh, No, (laughs) just absolutely not. I mean, it's 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 based on the sequel to Interview with the Vampire, but I don't think the film itself has anything to do with it, right? No, it doesn't, which is dumb but, like, <laughs> i don't know there was there's a lot wrong with that movie like yeah. it, it it's a fine movie like the idea of a vampire being a rock star like whatever but um you know no no they just they, they didn't do it right uh they didn't do it right and there's it was a... go ahead no as i was gonna say it was funny because i know that they were um wanting to like kickstart those uh books into movies uh, and they wanted to, to do them like they did Harry Potter and Twilight, all that other shit. And what's his name? Jared Leto was tacked on to play Lestat. Ooh, that would have been awesome, man. It sure would have. But then I was like, gee, I wonder if 30 Seconds to Mars is going to be the vampire band. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what, what a great idea that is. Like, how can we fucking tie in the soundtrack and everything together? Like, yeah, you want Jared Leto. Like, he doesn't age anyway. Oh my god, that's so hilarious! Well, anyway, man, that was only a year younger than Ted Cruz. Ugh. that's that's yeah, yeah. We 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 had brought that up before, man. But that 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 fact still it's haunting, still, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, man. Uh, enough talk about uh, treasonous senators. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, take a real quick break here on the uh, Movie Know It All podcast on RGV Time Radio. We are the nine five six. We'll be right back. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgbtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. 
Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast, only on RG Titan Radio. We are the 956. Hey, Elliot, I'm just calling you, man, to see if you wanted to go to the show over at Yerb. Let me know, dude. Call me back. Bro, this club is popping off right now, man. I'll send you the location, dude. Get out here. Look, man, I get it. You're social distancing. But come on, man. Let's go to the mall. Let's go have some lunch. Don't be that guy. COVID-19 is serious. Always wash your hands, always wear a mask, and only go out for the essentials. This message is brought to you by RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. take things to the next level. When Josie and the Pussycats play their stadium concert, all the kids in the audience, as well as the ones watching at home, will have to purchase these. It's the debut of 3DX Surround Sound, a new technology that makes the music feel like it's happening all around you, like 3D. Gentlemen, a demonstration. This is what those kids think they're hearing on those headsets. And this is what they're really hearing. Conform! Free will is overrated! Jump on the bandwagon! Hey, that voice, I know that voice. It's, um, uh... It's Mr. Movie Phone. Yes! He does all our subliminal tracks. There is no such place as Area 51. Excellent work, Fiona. These kids will never know what hit them. And neither will you. I'm sorry, what was that? You just said something. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I said, these kids will never know what hit them, and then you said, and neither will you. I did? We all heard you. Oh. Well, what I meant to say was, and neither will you guys. Meaning the teenagers? just emphasizing my point. Oh, oh, okay. Great. Thanks. That was close. Excuse me? I was <laughs> going to say that was close to being a really nice moment between the two of us. Don't think. Well, I guess. <laughs> Parker freaking Posey, man. I feel like we haven't discussed the plot of this movie enough. <laughs> I always, I always try to save it for the uh, for the second hour, but man, <laughs> so much to unpack with that scene. Dude. It is <laughs> so. 
Parker Posey, man, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about her at all in the last hour, man. And what a fucking joy she is, dude. Like, I just want to be popular. <laughs> she's over here. You should have seen her, dude. Like she's like miming and grandstanding the whole fucking scene. Like she knows it. My favorite out, part is when you hear those wisps. Yes. And it's like when the feathers just turn around with her, like boom. So she's wearing, she's wearing like this. I don't know. It looks like a yoke of some type. With with, uh, have you ever seen pictures of those old uh, torture devices where they wear the thing around their neck and it's got the spikes coming out? You know, I see it. Like it's got the spikes coming out. Yeah. But these are like little wires with feathers on the end. (laughs) And they're just like whenever she like moves and shit. It's so it's fucking so, ridiculous, man. Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah, man. So yeah, that was basically the uh laying out of the uh the grand master plan of the evil uh music corporation. And uh what had happened was uh Alan Cumming, the amazing Alan Cumming, who plays this evil, I guess, talent agent or something like that. Wyatt, yeah, like Wyatt my manager. Talent. Like evil manager, <laughs> he, he apparently kills off. He apparently kills off the uh, uh, the boy band named De Jour, which is, <laughs> which is such a like, bro. I'm that so... sounds like a name of an actual uh, boy band, De Jour. <laughs> hey guys, De Jour needs friendship. De Jour needs safety precautions. I fucking like. I laughed so hard at this because when I was like, when I was a kid, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Like, when I was a kid, I used to joke they're one step away from calling these bands like band du jour. Like, just whatever flavor of the week it is this week. And like, just the fact that they named the band du jour, I'm like, dude, like, perfect. It was one of the first things, like, cause I, like I said, I, I was in, I like, I think I was either in, or I was just getting out of high school when no bullshit. I was still in high school when this movie came out, mm-hmm. and like I went, I went on a date to go see it, and I, I had no interest in seeing this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Like she wanted to see it, and I was like, well, whatever, man. And like when the boy band comes out and they're called the jour, like I was already laughing. I was like, that's so fucking funny. Like <laughs> nobody gets that joke. I was like, nobody's gonna get that joke, and like. I, I just love how fucking stupid like that entire scene is on the plane. Like, could you talk to Marco about doing my face? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, there you go, always having a problem with Dr. Zayas. Yes, I got a problem with the monkey. First, the monkey pooed on my clothes. Then it pooed on my little balls. Like, maybe if you start showing Dr. Zayas the proper respect, Dr. Zayas will stop showing you the poo. <laughs> <laughs> and like this is when they're fighting with each other and the way he like gets in between them hey, hey eye contact, contact. hand eye contact hand <laughs> slaps them on the hand dude <laughs> but like that part and I remember the moment that I was like I'm going to fucking love this movie this your like, family like I knew I was gonna love it is the part where he's like hey Wyatt like we were listening to some of the new tracks for the remix and there's like this weird thing underneath it and he like hands him the cd player and he listens to it and he goes gee you know i have no idea what that is i'll go find out i'll be right back 
and he goes to the cockpit and looks at the pilot and goes, take the Chevy to the levee. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, dude. This take movie gets it. And this they movie... jump out of the plane and like, hey, that guy with the parachute looks like Wyatt. <laughs> is he making this face or is he making that face? <laughs> Just to take the Chevy to the levee, dude. Like, I was like, oh, holy shit, that's a deep cut joke. And what's so <laughs> funny is that it was, oh my God, dude, I just got it. <laughs> take the Chevy <laughs> to the levee, dude. Oh, that's terrible, dude. That's an awful joke. That's it's terrible. so good. <laughs> Okay, y'all are gonna have to run this. No, it's because it's the song from uh, Don McLean, American Pie, where he's, you know, take the Chevy to the levee. Okay, that song's about about? Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, and the Big Bopper who died in the plane crash. Oh, that's so like, take the Chevy to the levee, dude. Like, that is crashed the plane. I had no idea what that meant. It's so fucked up. I learned something new today. It's such a fucked up joke. And like, I can remember my kid. And like, I was in tears. Like, nobody got it, dude. Everybody was looking at me like I was a psycho. And I'm like, I'm laughing so fucking hard at Josie and the fucking pussycats, dude. Like, that joke is brutal. (laughs) Take the Chevy to the left. It's terrible, but it's brilliant at the same time. It was too smart of a joke. It was too smart of a joke for that, like, for the audience that they were pitching this movie to. Like, they were... Yeah, that that was a high expectation. I did not get that joke till now because, like, I I wasn't in that generation. Like, I was, like, literally laughing till I cried. Like, watch, I laughed through the whole, like, introduction song after that. Like, I couldn't handle that joke it was it was like so fucking funny to me and like still when i watched this movie like we were watching it earlier and like take the chevy to the levee like what makes that scene even funnier is that <laughs> the fact that they have that contingency plan set up yeah like, like they like they've done it before so many times that he knows exactly how to parachute without blinking an eye. Yeah, you dude. Know? They just opened the door and jumped out of a moving airplane. Like, <laughs> like you know they've done it before. Like the, the pilot was so quick and even later on when they're on the plane and he opens the cockpit door, the pilot takes his gum out and sticks it on the thing and he's he's getting ready to run. And no 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 no, Les, we're fine. We're fine. Like yeah. Like he's so used to jumping out of planes. It's just such a fucked up gag. Even yeah. then, like later on, Parker Posey even points out, like, we even made we've made a whole show based on it, like behind the music. Behind the music. <laughs> like, it's endless how we could get rid of them. Sex scandals, bankruptcy, religious discoveries. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I really like the one with Leaf Garrett. Like, idiots. <laughs> the level of awareness that it's, this movie has. It's so hyper present. It's, it's so hyper present. It, it's, it's got no business being this good. Like, for something that could have been just a throwaway um, 
film to just to sell this like this movie is making fun of everything that this that this movie was probably originally intended to be yeah it yeah. kind of gremlins too without a gremlins yeah it's, <laughs> it's totally gremlins too that. man yeah it, it, it is like it, it really fucking like it, it made it's fun of itself before it existed it's yeah. so it's so weird like I, I find it really interesting, like how aware the film is. Like, it, it's it's, and it's so funny because everything they were making fun of ended up happening. Yeah. <laughs> like everything that they made fun of happened to the music world. Like, the whole thing with the 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 3DX with the surround sound hearing ears. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Like they did that. Like it wasn't too long after this. Like I, I think it might have been like 2009 or 10, where they did that. They had lives like streamcasts where you had to wear, you had to buy certain headphones to like hear them on certain pay per views. The only real way to hear it. Like all this <laughs> other happy horse bullshit. Like yeah. It, it, and and this 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 was this was such uh, uh not only not only the commentary but the writing is so damn sharp dude yeah like, dude. The, like the, everything everything that has to do with with the uh uh with the characters and and the 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 line the lines that that they say it's so sh- aside from the commentary aside <laughs> from the satire like it, it's it's just a, a solid straight up solid comedy yeah because, it's a, it's because the performances so, are so solid. hilarious yeah it's a very solid comedy like you could have done this with fucking steve martin chevy chase and fucking martin short like it, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have made as much sense but it would have probably been a little bit funnier if not just as funny yeah. like Everything about it is so cleverly written, and it's like we've been saying, like it just—it didn't deserve to be the smart, like no. for something that you're absolutely right. You could have just fucking like it could have been the people at fucking Hanna Barbera going like, dude, we still have like five thousand Josie and the Pussycats lunchboxes, like <laughs> and enough money to make a movie, yeah. like and it's so sad. This movie tanked, like yeah, it didn't, it didn't do bad. It tanked. It like, only made like thirty shit. million dollars here in the U.S. No, they spent like forty million to make it, and I think worldwide it only made like fourteen million. Like it, it was a com- it was a commercial failure. Yeah, like, yeah, because they marketed it as what it, what it was making cares. fun of. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't marketed as the satire comedy that it actually was, <laughs> and I think that. Um, People people went to get a nostalgia kick on Josie and the Pussycats, and this was nothing like Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, th- this was this was straight aimed at the current <laughs> generation of young kids and stuff. And I honestly think um, maybe some of them were offended. <laughs> yeah, I can see why, because they they do really take the piss out of like teenagers. Yeah, like, they really do. And I think this this is one of those last movies that assumed they were all dumb. Yeah, like, but they made fun of themselves for assuming that the 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 thing was is that they were right they're all dumb in this movie like all the yeah. teenagers are fucking morons in this movie yeah. <laughs> but like because you know we were we, and that's the thing we were but at the time i think you have to Shoot, find that I was oh smart <laughs> sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you've got to find that that sweet spot where the kids aren't stupid but they're also kids and it's yeah. hard. It's hard to find that sweet spot when so many of these kids already feel like they're adults in their mind. Yeah, like that—that's the, the joke, you know. Like fucking, like my dad used to say, like, "Well, we'll move out and go see the world while you still know it all." 
Yeah. Uh, my dad used to tell me, like, well, take off. Go see the world while you still know everything. I think I think that's why American Pie works so well. Yeah. It was such a big hit because it, it was exactly that. Like, yeah. it showed kids being kids. Like, they weren't they weren't like they didn't know everything but they weren't stupid either right you know like clueless was like that right and i think that's the problem was is this this movie wrote wrote for a generation of people that like they didn't advertise it to i think the satire went way went over their heads it's a little it's a little too clever and like The jokes are still so fresh that they're not nostalgic at the time. Like now, it's even the the older this movie gets, the funnier it becomes. Yeah, especially like, for people who lived in that era. I have a yeah. feeling in the next like I'm I'm like I'm being totally sincere and like mark these words right now that we're recording them. Like I really do feel in the next year, maybe two, this movie is gonna have a tremendous resurgence. I hope so, like, man. Like people really are going to talk deserve. about what a funny fucking movie this is uh-huh. because the jokes are really funny now. Mm-hmm. Like, let's I, set the trend. Yeah, like even <laughs> yeah, like, we're we're calling it right now, man. We are the trendsetters. We we are the 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 the, the zeitgeist starters, man. We are the ones that are going to say, "God damn it, twenty twenty one is a year for Josie and the Pussycats." Relax, the guys. movie Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what our podcast is the best podcast, top podcast ever. <laughs> no, but the movie no the movie no what all podcast is the best podcast ever. <laughs> what do you think, Mr. Movie Phone? I think you all should go out and watch Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> Conform. Conform. <laughs> but no, dude, like, procreate. Consume. There's, obey. There's another really great joke in this one where like um he, he's in the music store and they're playing like the the last hit that they never released yeah and uh like all the the subliminal messaging is working and then there's the goth girl she's like <laughs> i love my ears when crap like that comes on he's like really wow you're a real free thinker aren't you <laughs> <laughs> Which is so like Tim Curry, dude. It's just so fucking funny the way he delivers that line. And he's like, you know, people like me in the music industry love hearing the opinion of young people like you. <laughs> like, could you have some time? Like, how much time do you have? All that you might need. And he like gets on his walkie as she walks away. Smells like teen spirit. <laughs> Like, dude, by then, like, that joke was, like, seven years old. Like, he was still yeah. pretty freshly dead. Like, yeah. it's been almost 30 years now. That joke is hilarious now. Like, I know fucking young kids <laughs> who listen to Smells Like Teen Spirit, like, ironically. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother yeah. listens to that song with nothing but irony. Like, it's funny because it's in movies. Like, yeah. to my brother, like, you really don't get how mad that song made everybody. Yeah. Like, talk about a song that ruined the party for everyone in the 80s. Like. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, like the cocaine that, like, was done and all we got left is heroin. So, like, <laughs> well, That song was on. literally the culture for a while. It's, it's insane, man. It's and insane. It's, and back then it was still like, Gen X was still a little touchy about making fun of it. Yeah. You know? And so, like, now that it's been almost 30 years and Gen X are fucking older than shit now, like, we're the we're the fucking we're millennials and we're the old guys. Yeah. Like, you and I are, are on that. Like, you're we're, you're 80. I'm 85. So we're like on that cusp of like Gen X and millennial. And yeah, like, we're, we're, we're at the point where um, 
the stuff that we grew up with, like the stuff that we knew, uh, like that had already that had already come and gone by the time this movie came out. Now, the kids that watched this movie and and like you know grew up with like ninety be, between ninety five and two thousand five, like this is nostalgic, you right. know. Like this is hitting that twenty year time span where it's um, the people who are kids are now the adults wanting to go back and relive their childhood memories yeah, with movies yeah. like this and music like this, you know? And see, I, I think this movie was built for that cusp of people our age. Yeah. Like, and like I said, like people our age will only find this movie funnier as it gets older. Yeah. Like, because we were there. We lived in the Total Request fucking, like, era. And, like, it's just, like, it's, it's so funny to look back on it, the way things, like, like where it was so goofy and like we didn't appreciate it like yeah. we didn't we didn't appreciate like what we had at the time because like no it, like to me music is just like and it's it's it is it's a generational thing the older i get the crappier your music sound <laughs> like, it's like that episode of south park where he's listening to the music and it's like you know like, yeah dude like i don't fucking I, I i notice like i go through my stuff and like i rarely listen to anything that came out in 2000 anything like i've noticed that like I listen there's, to a lot of good. There's a study uh, saying that people actually stop, uh, you know, uh, taking in new music, new movies, like like new stuff, like new fandoms mm-hmm. in their mid thirties. Like once they hit their mid thirties, they stop looking for things to enjoy. And they yeah. just enjoy what they've always enjoyed, you know? Yeah, and it, it sort of feels that way because, like, I'll hear new stuff. Like, I hear new stuff with Patty all the time. Like, yeah. She, like, she, she's always down to hear something new. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I hear well, it. Well, she's I'm, still young, man. <laughs> like, like, I hear it and I'm like, yeah, well, that's... thank the-. you. <laughs> she's like, yeah. thank you. And, like... No, but, so... So Patty, like, what, uh, like, is that does that ring true? What, what we're saying right now, uh, like this whole nostalgia thing, like, is this your era that hits your nostalgia bone? Like for me, oh, yeah. it's 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 um, it's stuff in the eighties, like that that hits my nostalgia bone. Like, is this say, the same thing for you? The the late nineties, early two thousands. Here, I'll tell you a really quick story. <laughs> so like. Um, yesterday, I don't know why, I don't know where I heard, oh, you, you were watching, um, a TikTok, TikTok. and it was that, (laughs) (laughs) exactly, just kidding, go ahead, Um, I'm sorry, (laughs) no, it's fine, um, but, like, the Goofy movie, very first song, uh, I, I to I came on, and I was, I just started singing it, like, out of nowhere, and, that brought nostalgia back. So now I see, I'm watching this, and then I'm thinking of the Goofy movie, and then I'm like, okay, well now let's listen to some Backstreet Boys. Like, you know, like, I, I start going down this nostalgia, like, ladder that just keeps on going. Like, it really hits that nostalgia funny bone. Like, really yeah. bad. She gets hit by it, like, like, we both do, but like, it trips me out sometimes, cause she'll get like, just like a fucking hankering for shit sometimes like we were in the car once and she just put on like 90s r&b and i was like oh shit like, all right and i'm like someone's yeah funny. i'm i'm real weird yeah. like, <laughs> like but i get that though because like sometimes like i i know like it happens to me a lot when i watch uh workaholics like, yeah. like i love listening to like pseudo alternative grunge 
like Seven Mary Three. Like, oh God, yeah. Like, I yeah, I know all the words to closing time from Semisonic. Like, and that's like with no hint of irony. I like that yeah. song. Like, yeah, these six were ahead of their time. Like, yeah, dude. Like, I fucking I sit there, dude. I went on a fucking like trip the other day, telling somebody, like, you know, who was really good, and like nobody really like knows is like was fastball. Like, oh like, God, man, that okay. So they were though. Like, they have song, some really good songs. Their songs away is one of the saddest songs. Like, once I found out what that song was about, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't hear that song without tearing up, dude. Yeah, it's a sad song. Yeah. But, like, see, they had, that was their big hit, but they had, like, I, I actually really liked that album. Like, yeah. a lot of the songs on that album are really good. They got a song called Good Old Days. They have one called Fire Escape. Like, I like Fastball Unironically. And, like... Another I, I, group that's really good unironically believe it or not is one of those 90s bands as well uh hansen i like love hansen. that band hansen I, is legit songs and they're good i don't know the songs but i like somebody is somebody's shown me other hansen songs i'm like dude they're actually really good <laughs> yeah and and their later stuff <laughs> like like even after like even like way after their their teen idol heyday yeah um their stuff that they came out with like after 2005 is is just little like bon it's just good music man yeah it's a little bon Jovi. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. incredible like, i was like hey this song's pretty dope i can't i can't remember like who i was with when they were like showing me these songs they're like i don't want to tell you who it is until after you've heard them and like i heard like four or five songs i'm like it's not bad i like it who is it she's like hansen like, is that hansen like <laughs> bob hansen she's like yeah and i'm like interesting like it wasn't bad at all like <laughs> there's good music oh, out there guys like if you listen to stuff without a hint of irony there's pretty good stuff out there like, yeah. but anyway yeah it's it's um this this uh speaking of music man the songs the songs in this in this movie are are i i, I they're they're really good um uh, Rachel Lee Cook doesn't really sing in this movie. Actually, the I think the 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 name of the band that actually does the music is called Letters to Cleo. No, it's the singer from Letters to Cleo. Letters, oh, oh, that's yeah. awesome. She's the girl who's singing for. That makes yeah. sense. Now I can hear that. She sings. Yeah, she sings. She sings uh, the songs, but. Um, it's so funny because I could picture Rachel Lee because Rachel Lee Cook's the way her her voice actually like her speaking voice is. Yeah, I thought it was really I, her it, singing. I thought it was really her too, but apparently they they um they went to like this band camp for two weeks to learn how to play their instruments, and they actually learned how to play, and they could actually play the songs in yeah. the movie. They did, well, but you know they well, learned how to from, play. From what I understood, like the plan was for them to actually like do a Josie and the Pussycats tour and they wanted Rachel Lee Cook to actually sing and play and Rosario Dawson to back her up and play and fucking uh, Tara Reid to play drums but apparently like Tara Reid like could only keep one rhythm and if you if you watch the movie um, they edit around her so well yeah because they make her look like she knows how to play drums a little bit Um, but like she could only apparently really follow like one rhythm yeah. And like everything else was just like gorilla slapping, like drums, just like boom, 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 boom. Like she, yeah. you know, she just like, wasn't I, very good. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know if you know, but like for me at least, playing drums is really hard. I like, actually have, I, I'm actually like a pretty decent natural at drums. Like yeah, I can follow pretty decent. I, I'm rhythms. not. I'm it not. Sucks. It's 
Like, like you, you either have to practice a really long time in order to be good at drums, or you have to be like naturally uh, in tune. You have to have a natural coordination for it. Like, yeah, I don't. Like, all your limbs have to coordinate, and it's annoying. But like, I, I have, I have, I have pretty good coordination, like with my hands and my feet. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't go so far as to call myself well poised, but like, I have, I, I, I can keep a rhythm. Like, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't fucking... I'm well poised, I can keep a rhythm, and mm. I cannot play the drums. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm all right at it. Like, I wouldn't call myself a fucking drummer or anything like that, but, like, I, <laughs> I can keep a fucking rhythm, is what I'm saying. But, yeah. like... And it's funny, because Rosario Dawson uh, can actually play guitar. Yeah, uh, yeah. She didn't know how to play bass, though, but, you know, she That's, can actually play guitar. It's just a big old guitar with less strings. I say that to make fun of all the other bassists out there, along with myself. <laughs> Yeah, like present company included. I I can actually play bass way better than I can play guitar, which yeah, I like I'm kind of proud of that. <laughs> I'm not. That's the only reason why I am a bass player. I suck the guitar. <laughs> so, like I can't. You no, know, because like I I I learned I learned uh, because uh, when it, when because um, my brother, he's actually a really really good guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he still plays. By the way, like he's he's only been in a couple of bands with me, but he never had any showed any interest in actually joining a band. He just liked playing. But um, one of the bands that we did, like I was I was the uh, the bass player. And I actually learned the songs. Yeah. <laughs> like I learned a couple of Metallica songs on bass, and and you know to this day I can still play "For Whom the Bell Tolls." Yeah. Uh, That's the first song I learned how to play. Which apparently is like the easiest song ever on bass. It so it's, it's a like, pretty easy song. But you know I, what? You use yeah. all four strings, and I feel accomplished. Yeah, and, so, and <laughs> you know what? Like that kind of took away my 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 flame a little bit. You know my, you know my my ability to talk shit a little bit. But you know what? I'm you know fine. what? Don't don't ever let it. And like, I'm gonna give this piece of advice to anybody out there who likes like playing music and and like is fine, like playing at bars and hanging out with their friends. Like that, that's the shit they like to do, and they're just getting started. Like, I'm gonna tell you, there's always some asshole who's gonna give you shit about whatever fucking song you know how to play, you like to play. <laughs> oh my god, you know how to play? everybody knows how to play that song. Like everybody and their you fucking mother from my generation, everybody and their fucking mother played Rain and Blood. I still really like that song. So everybody and their fucking mother can kiss my ass. Like don't ever let anybody fucking kill the shine under the stuff that you like. Like fuck this. <laughs> like I fucking hate this. Like, well, oh my god, I wanna listen to Floridian death metal. Like shut the fuck up. Like you're in your fucking late thirties, you loser. But like <laughs> I hate guys like that, dude. I hate fucking grown ass men my age who are like, you listen to Metallica, what a poser. Like, dude, you're in your fucking late thirties. Like grow <laughs> up. Like hold, okay, grow so, up a little bit. Like, god damn. So there's a scene in this movie which like <laughs> Where the 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 boy band that the jour they come back and uh, they're all the best scene of the movie. Yeah, like they all come back and 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 they're all like in full uh like full body cast except for the the backup singer Les. Yeah, and he's like, they're like, what happened to you? Is like, uh, we uh we landed, they landed, they actually landed the plane. Unfortunately, they're in the parking lot of a Metallica Metallica concert. concert. (laughs) I take objection to that. I take objection to that. Okay. See, and so did I at fucking at that age because I was like, 
Bro, like, I don't like the Backstreet Boys. I wouldn't have assaulted them in a parking lot. I like, know. at a Metallica show, I wouldn't have done that. And, like, but it, it's so funny because you don't look too bad. Like, and I thank God every day that I knew all the words to enter <laughs> Sandman. And, like, <laughs> see, in 2001, that was a dumb joke because that song was only 10 years old. <laughs> now yeah. Like, now funny. that that song's 30, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, that, like, because in 1991, you might have gotten your ass kicked in the parking lot of a Metallica no, no concert. Sandman. <laughs> yeah, for not knowing the words to enter Sandman. You're absolutely in, right. In 2001, they made fun of you for knowing the words to enter Sandman. So, let, me, let me give you a little hint as to where Metallica was at the time. Uh, 2001, okay? Oh, they had just... They had, they had the, the, their last album was uh, Reload, okay? <laughs> and 2001 was the year... That they no 2000 actually was a year that they released Garage Inc. Revisited, yeah. okay. So they were known as the cover band at this time, dude. Yeah, that's the last thing they did was the cover. Yeah, and and all like all their hardcore. Okay, any quote unquote militant, violent Metallica fan would not have been at their Metallica concert. <laughs> yeah, no shit. In 2001, you know, it, it was it was it just was a bunch- solo. Yeah, man, because they cut their hair and shit. Well, do you think that, like, sometimes late at night, James Hetfield, like, just wakes up at, like, 2 a.m., screaming at the top of his lungs, and he just realizes while he's laying down on his $6,000 silk sheets, and he puts on his Prada robe, and, like, goes downstairs and has a glass of fucking 80-year-old Chardonnay, that he just sits there and goes, God... That fat forty-year-old guy in the denim T-shirt was right. <laughs> I am a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> you people made Saint Anger. It's your fault. <laughs> that was that was them. That was their big. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> like, and you know what? We're gonna get a new bass player. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna actually put him on the album. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> you know, at this point, Robert Trujillo has been in Metallica longer than Jason Newsted was. Yeah, how fucked yeah. up is that? Like, not fucked up at all, dude. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, he, Jason Newsted was in Metallica longer than than uh, uh, than Cliff Burton, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, it's so weird because we gloss over Jason now. It's such a weird, weird thought considering that like. Jason was my Metallica. Like, Jason Newstead was my Metallica. Jason Newstead wrote quite possibly the best song in the Black Album, My Friend of Misery. God, what a fucking amazing song that is. Yeah. But, like, yeah, dude, like, it's just such a funny joke. Like, the idea that you'd get your ass kicked at a Metallica concert. Like, dude, nobody at a Metallica concert in 2001 was aggressive at all. Yeah. It was the same. I went to a Metallica concert in 2001 and I gotta tell you man like that was like one of the first times I ever like left the sanctity of my home and gone out on my own because I went from here to uh, to Dallas I actually saw them in Texas Stadium in 2001 Oh wow, That's and um, yeah dude uh those are some of the coolest guys, the coolest people you will ever meet. Yeah. The, the Metallica fans at a Metallica concert, and they're op- and guess who was opening up for them? Dude. Fucking Godsmack. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, cool. dude. So like, yeah, man. Susan and Ropes, as I like to call them. <laughs> Susan and Ropes. They're not quite Alice in Chains. But... Oh man, don't give <laughs> them that bit- much credit, dude. I'm, I'm sorry, a like- bitter human. Like. <laughs> 
You are, dude. What's wrong with you, man? I'm you need, very, to, you need very, some pop music in your life. <laughs> I know, right? That's what happens when I fucking wouldn't listen to pop music in my fucking teen years. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Like the, it, it's it's uh, uh, the whole story about uh, because let's face it. All the movies that were based on 60s and 70s TV shows that came out in the 90s were about one thing. Uh, money. Yeah. Okay. People Boy, stealing awesome. money. People trying to take money. People trying to make money. Like, it, like I mean, uh, Adam's Family. What was it about? Some yeah. some lady trying to take their money. Trying to get their okay. money. Uh, the Flintstones. What was it about? Uh, some some guy Cliff Vandercave. Yes, I remember his name. Fight me. Uh, <laughs> trying to trying to take uh, uh, money from the company. Right. Yeah. This one does it in a different way that I think is more relevant to where they are uh, trying to yes get money, of course, but they're a corporation and they're doing it with subliminal messages and the way that 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 the movie is resolved. Is, is done in a way that's not only cliche, but it fits with the humor and the way this, the, the self-awareness that this movie has. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not something you could say about a lot of movies, uh, especially if it's not based on, on, on a previous cartoon or comic book, yeah. you know? And, and like, it, it it's such a fucking, like, weird choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it was one of those movies that, like, Somehow, and and I imagine he's you know these these are the guys that get thrown out the window after they steal the idea, but like <laughs> somewhere like I, I I just picture these Hollywood executives sitting around and like okay we got our hands on this property like what do we do with it like yeah. will we retread it like yeah yeah we'll we'll walk back on this and yeah we'll tell that joke again and and and, and we'll we'll shoot it from a different angle and nobody will know it and it'll be so good. And then some guy in the room goes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we could make fun of all that. And then they <laughs> throw him out the window and they fucking do it anyway. Like, yeah, this movie. Like, you know what? He had a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Like the closest I've ever seen to like one movie did it perfect. Uh, I, in my opinion, there's only ever been one film to run that nostalgia train and make fun of it. And like simultaneously make it way fucking funnier than it deserves to be, uh, and that's the Brady Bunch movie. Oh God, yeah. Like what a fucking another movie about money. <laughs> what a hilarious idea it is to stick the Brady Bunch into mid '90s Los Angeles. No, nope, it yeah. wasn't funny. It was like, cool. it wasn't nice. It wasn't. It, it was wasn't even fucking nice. hilarious. It was utterly hilarious. I don't give a shit what you say. I don't give a fuck what you say. I hate the. Fuck. I Gee. never, I never watched the TV show, but I found I the movie. I found the movie substantially more hilarious and entertaining than the TV show ever was. It's so much fucking funnier than than anything they ever did in the TV show. And like, what was so great is that everybody in the Brady Bunch family plays it like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Like a, a bunch of like fucking white people that have never fucking suffered a real tragedy or any kind of fucking like real, real pain in their entire life surrounded by mid 90s L.A. teenagers who yeah. fucking hate everything. I love that the guy next door has a band called Flem. <laughs> it is the most 1997 thing I've ever 
heard in my fucking life. And like the song that they're playing at the talent show, we are phlegm, we are spit. <laughs> it's such a great gag, dude. And like no one, no one, no one has ever done it that way since like the, this is the Josie and the Pussycats is the closest thing I've ever seen to like making fun of what Josie and the Pussycats were. Yeah. Like, and the only the only real difference was they were in on the joke too. Like, yeah. what made the Brady Bunch funnier is the fact that the Brady Bunch, the actual family, wasn't in on the joke. Yeah. Like, I love that fucking Greg Brady would try to pick up a fucking like a redhead and fucking plaid and leather. Like, <laughs> like hey there, groovy like, chick. You're totally yeah, happy and far away. <laughs> it's such a great gag, dude. Like <laughs> clowns never laughed before. <laughs> and it's all stuff from the original TV show, by the way. Like it's yeah. all stuff from the TV show. I know, and that's why it's so good. That's yeah. why it's such a fucking hilarious movie. Even the moment at the end when they bring Davy Jones in, like what? I, I don't <laughs> and know. All the teachers, yeah, and all the nobody gave teachers. a shit but the teachers, like. What a fucking stupid joke. It's so fucking funny, dude. And like, you you have to understand why certain things won't work anymore. And like, what does work, you have to play around it. Like certain things in the Hanna-Barbera universe will work forever. Scooby-Doo will always work. No matter what setting you put Scooby-Doo in, it'll be funny. Even if you put Scooby-Doo in a now era where everybody's where fred's still a dick in a neckerchief like and it's fucking, an ascot and well, sure ascot laid out bitch and, <laughs> and fucking like fucking a dick in a neckerchief and fucking shaggy fucking constantly puts people's lives in jeopardy for a fucking sandwich like if you were to put that in this world like filled with tiktok celebrities and fucking ridiculous shit like that it would be funny if you did it in the 90s in the grunt like with surrounded by grunge music it would be funny you could have done it in the fucking 80s surrounded by flock of seagulls and new wave and it would have been funny some things will always work but some things won't josie and the pussycats is one of those things that will only work if you do it right it's like, funny that you mention uh, Scooby-Doo because I don't think like the Scooby-Doo cartoons uh, that I grew up with that I watch. I actually watched them like I love them like and they still there's they still work to this day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The things that don't work, unfortunately, are the are the movies. Right. And the movies, I think the the, the ones with uh, Matthew Lillard and, and uh, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., mm-hmm. they don't work because they try to do what Josie and the Pussycats did. They they try to be self-aware. It, they did, but, and they never crossed that line, though. They yeah. never tried. They never tried because like, Josie and the Pussycats wasn't afraid to jump over the line and like make fun of itself. Scooby Doo yeah. kind of was. Yeah. Like, no, but see, they 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 uh, <coughs> excuse me, they made fun of themselves in the wrong way. Yeah. Like they they like they they did like they did the whole shtick where. Uh, Fred was like, no, I'm the one that comes up with the, or she's the one that comes up with the plan. I'm the one that sets it up. You're the one, you're the damsel in the spread. Like, no, dude, that's not how you do self-awareness. Like the, the, the way you do self-awareness is, um, like if Daphne w- was tied up to a chair and she's like, why does this all, why does this seem so familiar? 
or yeah. something like that, you know? Like, or like, I feel like, like this like, happens to me way more times yeah. than like it should. Or like if, if Shaggy if Shaggy is like is like uh um like uh like if there's like a sandwich there, uh, like Shaggy should say something like, you know what, I'll, um I just ate. <laughs> yeah, like, like I feel like every time I I, I, I I grab a random sandwich, somebody gets hurt. Yeah. You know? Or even fucking what would have been a good joke is if, like, Daphne's tied up and she just, like, wiggles out of the ropes after, like, all the shenanigans and everything. And, like, how'd you do that? She's like, oh, I get tied up all the time. It's super easy for me to get out of them now. <laughs> like, like yeah, the idea exactly. that she could have gotten out of the fucking ropes at yeah. any given moment would have been yeah. a good fucking way of making fun of itself. And, and, like, and, Scooby-Doo is always afraid to do that in the movie. Like, yeah. see, I could see them do that in the cartoon. Yeah. Like, they'll do that now in the cartoon before they do it in a movie. Like, they'll they'll always do a Scooby-Doo movie straight, and that won't always work. Yeah. There's like, this, there's this one, like, for example, a joke that really works uh, for the whole self-awareness thing in this movie is uh, we never got it. We never talked about Missy Pyle. Oh, but Missy Pyle is 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 just a like uh, she's a she's like a like a legit co-star in this movie. Like she's not she's yeah. not um, she's not in this movie a lot, but when she's in it, like she's she's, she's really she's, good. She's hilarious. She fucking but, really takes the scene, man. She's but so it's really good. funny because because she's like because they're they're uh, uh, they're saying, why are you even here? And then she goes was... like nonchalantly, like because I was in the comic book. What what? Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. Just straight up, like that's how they explain. That's it's a, it's such a fucking terrific reason as to why. Like I don't even know why you're here because I was in the comic. What? <laughs> <laughs> like it's such a great gag. Like yeah. stuff like that always makes me laugh. Like I I like if you're gonna be a self-aware movie, then I want to be in on the joke. Yeah. Like because if not, you're telling yourself jokes, and it's funny to just you. You know what I mean? And that doesn't make the movie good. It doesn't make the movie funny or entertaining. And this movie was like, like you get why this is funny, right? It, was, it very much nudged this in the shoulder. Like my favorite scene in this entire movie. And like I said, the movie only gets funnier as I get older. And I imagine the older I get, the funnier this scene is going to be for me mm. is um, Val and, Mel and Melanie going to Total Request Live. <laughs> Oh and, God! And dude. Mary Spears just showing up and going, that. "How you ladies doing? I'm Carson Daly." Like, you're not Carson Daly. What you talking about? Check the nails, dude. I <laughs> hate that because he used to so paint his much. nails. I why do you hate that, that scene like so much? A, like a troll. Like she, I don't know, dude. Like, why do you hate that scene? Like, it's because he looks like a troll. Oh, it's Mary Spears that you can't yeah, stand. Yeah, I hate the scene. I, well, that, and I just, I just can't stand Carson Daly's face. Like <laughs> everybody who thinks Carson Daly. Try is looking like, at it every day while you waiting to see if corn was gonna be number world. one today. No, like, I, everybody was into Carson Daly growing up. I wasn't. Carson Daly really? is not a thing. <laughs> Carson Daly's forever a thing. He was but such like, a dreamboat. But see here, th th that's, <laughs> it's, it's so funny, man, because Carson Daly, even when he was on his show and reading teleprompters and like like doing his thing that they're paying him millions yeah. and millions of dollars for, he always seemed disinterested. Yeah. Like, like he, he never seemed like he wanted to be there. He hated he could, he he could always He always made music seem so uninteresting. Yeah. And like, he, it was just, it's so funny though, because like, you could tell he's kind of, it, it's, it's so great to watch him make fun of himself. And the thing was, is he was still a thing when he did this movie. Yeah. Like, Total yeah. Request Live was still a thing when they Honestly, did it. It was still on for opinion, another couple of years after this in, movie, by the way. In yeah. my, like, own opinion, this is just me. I don't know if anybody else thought of this, but I did. 
the moment he did this movie and I saw him in it, he killed his career. Like, in my opinion. I don't like, think so. Like, I think I felt Total like Request killed, Live was already going down the drain. Well, he killed point. his career when it came to acting. Because he tried. Oh, I don't think he, he ever tried. wanted to be an actor. He never he tried never to be an actor. Well, you know? He never wanted to be an actor. Like, he's a he's a VJ. And, I don't like, care. He killed his career. I, I fucking <laughs> adore the... Because the, he's... He's playing himself, but he gets to be, I think, more himself than like anything else. And I there's think he this... did what he wanted to, like what he always wanted to do in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, there's this moment that I, I love the face he makes and the inflection in his voice when she goes, "Oh my God, it's Carson!" He goes, "Oh my God, it's Melanie!" <laughs> like and just like looks over at Ari Spears. You got to stop doing that, man. You can't be telling people that you're Carson Daly. Like, what are you saying? A brother can't be Carson Daly? No. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I actually am Carson Daly. <laughs> like, and you know. what's going on? Is this Total Request Live? This is not Total <laughs> Request Live. It's more like Total Request <laughs> Dead. <laughs> like, the baseball bats. <laughs> I have Carson never seen. I have cut. never seen a a, a more uh, like non uh, threatening threat yeah then when carson daly grabs that bat which is obviously like, a, you a, precious a fuck what are you gonna do with that like like oh my god you are so adorable <laughs> right like what are you, you gonna like, do. what are you doing like you don't make me nervous with i don't know dude carson daly wouldn't scare me with a gun like no. i wouldn't be, like he's so non-threatening so it's so it's mean. it's adorable to see him in this like role as a fucking killer for mtv like he's well, their he's it, their hitman like what makes it even funnier is that like they beat him up and then later on in the movie they they actually go to total request live <laughs> and he's all cast. beat up he's wearing a cast and a head wrap like <laughs> i i fucking i can remember like that scene was making me laugh and and i remember the part where i like i'm dying i'm in tears is where Ari spears does his eddie murphy impression and he does the fucking the 48 hours laugh or the remember the Scott laugh yeah. <laughs> and like I'm dude I remember being in the theater and I, I'm like in tears and I can barely hear it but then like he does the Chris Rock impression she's like that's a terrible Chris Rock you should stop doing that altogether you're not funny <laughs> and then he does quite possibly the greatest Bill Cosby impression <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire which has not aged well by the way no it hasn't no. it may but that's it's the, the one thing that hasn't aged well by the way the like, fact that he threatens to stick his spoon in her pudding makes the joke that much more uncomfortable now and, yeah. it's, and it makes it funny for me again <laughs> like oh like, my goodness just dude. the way he delivers it dude yeah. you know who's funny bill cosby <laughs> and he's gonna kill you after a stick of spoon in your pudding you know what's oh. even more disturbing is that people actually knew what he was doing at this time and nobody did anything about <laughs> nobody did anything about it it's that, oh up. my god dude <laughs> it's so but anyway man flat. yeah like if you guys don't know who Ari spears is like Look up his his stand up comedy. His impressions are so dead on. He's quite possibly like, one of the funniest humans I've ever fucking like bear witness to on stage. He's incredible as a comic. And and like that scene where they're in a Total Request Live is like a who's who of of the pop stars at the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
You see Britney Spears, you see Chris Cornell, you see uh, freaking uh, Gwen Stefani. You see, cut, you see cut, cardboard cutouts of them. Yeah, cardboard cutouts. It, it looks like an NFL game right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see a picture of a young Matt Damon and you're like, oh yeah, that guy used to be a young, young man. <laughs> oh shit, right? <laughs> oh my goodness dude but but yeah like this movie is so self-aware it's it's so uh um i i can't believe and i'm so mad at myself especially nowadays you when when i got out of when i got out of my my uh my um the funk that i was in where i was like you know yeah i only watch movies with subtitles right yeah. but you know i just fixed that problem real quick i just turned on the subtitles on the movie when i'm watching it <laughs> yeah, right but anyway, but yeah, man. Like I, I, I'm, 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 I'm both upset and happy that um that I finally got a chance to give this movie uh the, the shot that it deserves, and it did not disappoint. You were absolutely I'm, right. I'm glad you watched it 20 years like after the fact because yeah. like this Everything's is funnier. This yeah. is the, the, if you haven't seen it, like you guys, if you haven't watched this movie, like holy shit. If you if you're our age, if you're between fucking like. 30 and 40 this movie is so fucking built for you yeah. like it, there's such a terrific like hint of self-mockery mm-hmm. like and, and the, like i said the older it gets the funnier this movie is to me and not only that but it, it's it's a awesome look and an awesome time capsule into what was the late 90s early 2000s pre 9-11 of course and and it was such a different time it was such an innocent time man and and i'm not gonna say that that uh um that i miss it but i kind of miss it you know yeah i kind of miss that innocence you know yeah well because i mean before like september 11th we didn't know everything sucked yeah like and it's it's it, it like it's it's really where it starts, man. Like well, like what was it like when you were a kid, Grandpa? Well, fucking two airplanes hit two buildings and it was all, all downhill shit from, from there. there. <laughs> like great. man, like some trickled down and sure as shit wasn't the economics. <laughs> but like no, man, it, it it is a terrifically fucking fantastically fucking funny movie. Be- and it was like right before Rosario Dawson, like became the mega star that she is now mm. like this was this was only a few years after kids that was her first movie yeah and like she what was a, actually what discovered movie, sitting on her front stoop yeah like just hanging out you know like and she she's become like because in my opinion rosario dawson's a fucking national treasure and like yeah it, it, it's one of these this is one of those movies that you'd never believe she did like you'd never believe she played second fiddle to anybody in, in a movie yeah you know? She's exactly. she's terrific in this film. Everybody's so good. Rachel Lee Cook, Tara Reid, like Parker fucking Posey, like Alan mm-hmm. Cumming. Everybody is so fucking great in this movie. Parker Posey was already uh, like a like a veteran. Like everybody else yeah, is fresh yeah. meat, but Parker Posey was a veteran. Like she she uh, uh, she was awesome in Days and Confused, oh, and God. and then like th- yeah, like like you said, man, um, Rosario Dawson. She did this movie went like before uh, she became the star, and now. Like everybody knows her as Ashka Tano in, in The Mandalorian, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which a part that she was born to play, by the way. Yeah, no shit. I was like, yeah. what a fucking great choice that is. Yeah. And I really want He's- I really want everybody to know that at the time or like since then, Tara Reed has kind of 
she's kind of uh, dropped off the radar, but I really think that she saved she saved her career and she saved uh, herself when she did the Sharknado movies. No, no irony at all. No, there was there's no her, irony to that. Like they kind of made her a star again. Like, yeah, like like her her chops from full display um, in those Sharknado movies and like the fact that those movies are so funny because they are so stupid. Yeah. Like only helps. So yeah, it really does. Like it, 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 again, man. Like when you're aware of what you're doing, it is really fucking funny. Like she's due for a big comeback. In my opinion, Rachel Lee Cook is due for a fucking huge comeback. She should be in so much shit right now. Yeah. Like I would yeah, love to see her in so much more stuff. And she and and it's because of her that I don't do drugs. And I love <laughs> and I love X. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll never I'll never forget that fucking commercial. Slaps <laughs> to your family and your friends. Like you're, you're, you're making a mess, Rachel. <laughs> and and I, I could just picture a young you, Bob. You're like, mm, I like her. <laughs> you, you're not too far off. It's probably a little bit more graphic than I like her. Yeah. Like it's probably, it probably more along the lines of, look at that lucky egg. <laughs> right. And just get smacked yeah. around by her. <laughs> That pan looks like my face after after I have a date with her. Anyway, right. <laughs> so so Patty, any any uh, final words on the impact that this movie had on your uh, on your life? Just that it like set the stone of what kind of music I listen to even now today. It really did. Yeah, <laughs> like it kind Do of. You still just... jam to this soundtrack? Yeah. Yes. We jam we jammed to I... it in the car today. Yeah. <laughs> like she she has my wife has one of the most eclectic like taste in music and anybody that I've ever met mm. like she has shown me some like really like she showed me a lot of stuff that I was like wow that's fucking awful and I never want to hear that again but she's also shown me like a fuck ton of stuff that like I like no matter where I go in my life I will listen to that song like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll show people that song like I'll always jam to that song like like she has such a weird taste in music and I think it's one of the main reasons we we've We've, we really click with each other is she's as fucking weird as I am when it comes to the shit we listen to and watch right. so like everything from about to ZZ Top yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it, it it's it, it, it's just it's fun to watch this movie with somebody who gets it you know what I mean yeah like and, and I think if you grew up listening to music in our, our age and, and like you got force fed a lot of the consumerist bullshit like you couldn't turn on the TV without hearing something that you just didn't want to fucking hear. And for those of us grown ass adults who still turn on the radio and hear something and go, shut the fuck up and turn it off. Like, oh, look, it's uh, ACDC for the 11 millionth time today. Yeah, geez, all their stuff sounds so different. I don't know how you can fucking tell them apart. Anyway. <laughs> Dems fighting whites. <laughs> fight me, I don't give a fuck. Fight me to Thunderstruck, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Or back in black, it could be the same song. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a bitter bit. There's an ACDC fan out there, like listening to her shit, like, "Hey, that's not funny." <laughs> I'm a hardcore funny. ACDC fan, and I think that's hilarious. It is funny. It, it, I'm, I'm hilarious. You can laugh. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> Another quaalude and love me in the morning. <laughs> Well, I guess that'll do it for the uh, for this week's episode of the Movie Know It All podcast. Join us next week uh, when we're going to bring you another episode. Not really sure what we're going to do yet, but uh, be sure that it's going to be an awesome episode. Bob, where can you uh, where can you find our fine podcast, my friend? 
Oh, you can find us right here on rgvtitanradio.com. You can find us on Podbean. Uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold, my personal favorite, Spotify. Spotify. Uh, I love me some Spotify, man. I hear that if you're really poor, you have to listen to it with advertisements. I wouldn't know. I, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't have that. I'm a libertarian now. <laughs> I don't have to because I have investments. <laughs> That's a joke, guys. I'm not really a fucking yeah. libertarian. <laughs> Real offended. Libertarians aren't jokes. I don't have. I don't Hot have take any, alert. I don't have any gold to bury in my mom's yard. I got some Batman figures though. They're pretty dope. Yeah, man. I tell you what, man. With all the figures that I have, I'll uh, I'll be able to to buy a house one day. I mean, it'll right? be like a dollhouse, but you know, it'll be a nice. It'll be a nice house for all the figures. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a nice bat cave. My daughter's dolls won't be disappointed. I'll tell you that much. Right. <laughs> So anyway, uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. I'm Will. I'm Bob. And I'm Patty. And that, my friends, was the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. Have a good one, guys. Later. Later. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to PlayMyMusic at RGVTitanRadio.com. Once more, that's PlayMyMusic at RGVTitanRadio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist, along with cover art. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956.